the communication piece in particular is something I just wanted to touch on while I've got you as well, because, you know, you've got one side, some businesses that are just not doing enough, obviously, but the ones that are, how can they ensure that they're properly communicating their efforts and ensuring that, you know, for example, when you've got new starters that are, that are coming through and, and they're stressed out, they don't know exactly what their business is offering in terms of wellbeing support. How can you ensure that, you know, it's a consistent messaging being done, not just from a top level, but from the ground up? Yeah. Well, I, look, I think it, it is both. And I think let's talk about top down because if we do not have leaders tapped into this and seeing it as part of their role to help ensure that the work-life conflict of their employees is as best as possible supported, then a lot of company efforts just fall short. Yeah. You know, I say it carefully because, you know, there are so many demands on leaders, of course. You know, I get it. I run a business. I'm a leader in my own business yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. You know, there's accountabilities for, you know, obviously delivering on company targets and goals and, you know, their leader themselves has a life as well. And, yeah, yeah. and so, but if we are going to put leaders, you know, in charge of and accountable for people's performance there needs to be recognition that that people's performance isn't about just what they're doing when they're connected in with sending an email or doing a particular work task. It is about how they show up overall and how things are going in their whole life. And so I can understand for leaders that many feel equipped around, gosh, you know, what's going on in my employee's home life is not my problem and it's not for me to worry about. But the problem is if we don't worry about it at all, then we're really not getting the whole person to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're getting a whole lot of other things that might be playing out that are really actually impacting the person's ability to perform. And we talked earlier about domestic and family violence, mm. for example, being one of them. Yeah. So, how do we make sure that leaders are not turning a blind eye to yep. problems that exist for people? But how do we equally equip them so that they are supported as leaders to have the right training, the right support to help? all people that they are accountable for be their best self at work and at home. And I think that's a different demand that's been asked of leaders from the past. So many are not equipped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And many feel like, gosh, do I need to be a psychologist to be a leader? Well, yeah, kind of maybe. This is the changing face of a leader. What's the future leader need to be in an organisation? I think that is really an interesting conundrum for organisations to be thinking about. What do we want to be paying our leaders to do? Mm -hmm. And how important is people performance in the leader's job description? And are we supporting our leaders to be the right leaders for, you know, the people that need them to be, frankly? And perhaps, you know, the leaders of the past aren't equipped or aren't the right people to be leading today, given the changes that we've seen in the world and the demand from employees to have more compassionate, kinder, and also, I think, more open leaders within their organisations. 